Welcome to episode number 30 of the Mastering Marriage Podcast, where our goal is to strengthen, unite, and restore your marriage. My name is Amanda Taylor, and together with my husband, David, we are the co-founders of MendOurMarriage.com. And our goal is to break the back of divorce by bringing married couples together to be accountable, keep the passion alive, and destroy the hidden issues that try to rip marriages apart. And we are back in the booth today with another listener's question. Together with me, of course, Amanda Taylor, and my hubby, my boo, David. Hey guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a week since we last produced the show, and so we are happy to finally be back in the booth. Hey, everybody. Yes, so uh, welcome to episode 30, and uh, yeah, we just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, everybody who has continued to listen on a consistent basis. You had one week to catch up. Uh, We took a week break, and uh, hopefully you guys are all caught up because we're going to hit the ground running again, and we got a lot of great shows uh, planned for you guys, starting with today. And we have an episode uh, that we're going to uh, talk about a listener-submitted question, but we're also going to talk about the sex challenge, because I don't know many of you guys are probably interested in who won the challenge. <laughs> and so we're going to share a little bit about that um, and then give you the information from the listener-submitted question. But before that, I just want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you on behalf of MendOurMarriage.com where our job is to break the back of divorce. Snap, crackle, pop. (laughs) That's all we're there to do is help (laughs) improve hurting marriages. And so you can go to mendourmarriage.com and take a look at all of the great resources that we have there. We have some new blog posts coming out. We have uh, some new videos. We actually have some stretch and flex videos that we're going to be producing. Um, And those are going to be really hot and steamy. So just kind of be on the lookout (laughs) for those. Uh, But anyway... Uh, Let's talk about the sex challenge. Uh, We did a sex challenge, what was it, two weeks ago now? Yes. So two weeks ago, we threw out a challenge where you were supposed to have sex four four days in a row in four different locations with your spouse. Okay, so four days in a row in four days. So you got to add that in there. You know, somebody might hear that and be like, oh, okay. No, but four days in a row in four different locations. And the terms of the deal were... You were to submit a, you know, just a little comment on the uh, website page just stating that you actually started the, or you accept the challenge. So when you started the challenge, you were supposed to type in just a little statement of you starting the challenge. And then once you had completed the challenge, you were supposed to go back and write in the comments or the discussion section, section, sex, I got sex on my mind. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. You're supposed to write in the discussion section that you had completed the challenge and you were supposed to do it by midnight of that Sunday, which was the sixth. Um, and so anyway, long story short is we have no winners, (laughs) no winners. Yeah. And here's the reason why. We had a bunch of people go in and say that they started the challenge, but we had nobody go in the day that it was supposed to be done, which was the six by midnight, mm-hmm. to say that they had accomplished the challenge. Right. Nobody. Yeah. So I don't know if people just forgot to come back and yeah. finish. Or y'all just won't 
following directions or what. <laughs> but anyway, we didn't have anybody to say to confirm that they completed. Now, we did have somebody go and say that they finished the challenge, but they came in a day later and I think it was a day later, but e even if it was on time, they did not say that they started the challenge. Yes. And the reason why we had them do, wanted you to do both was because there was no other way to really truly say who was able to complete it lest you guys actually told us that you started and finished. So we'll do another one in the yeah, future or we'll something similar. One. So hopefully, though, that everybody who did do it, you did do it. Like, do you know, like do it, set yeah. to do it. Like, yeah. I hope you did it, you know, four days in a row. And I know Mandy and I, we're going to take a little bit of time real fast to talk about our experience. And then we're going to go ahead and focus on this question. Um, but Mandy and I, we, we did it four days in a row <laughs> in four different locations. Uh -huh. And it was actually pretty fun. It was. It was, it was uh, you know, we, we had to do some creative <laughs> things. You know, there was, do you want to tell details? No details? Probably, no de I don't okay. think they went into Okay, well, details. I'm just saying, you know, spicy details. But just know that we completed the challenge. Um, and it. It was difficult, though, in the in in the sense of finding like scheduling time, making sure you made time exactly because often we would still fall into our same habits of waiting until it was bedtime, and so instead of getting to bed, we would have to go somewhere, else, do some other things, and you know, right. And so, um, so that's something that we're working on is making time, making time during the day to do the do instead of just doing the do. When it's time to go to when bed. To, yeah, you know what I mean? Or, in, you know, that traditional night bedtime. So, right. But anyway, we, we enjoyed it, and we'll have more of these opportunities. Um, I, I think it added some, some, some spice and some fire to us because right. it was kind of excited and giddy, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, it just was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And hopefully, I mean, I know it was a, you know, challenge and there was supposed to be a prize, but hopefully it brought you all closer together yeah. as well. Regardless of whether you won or not, you won by having sex with your spouse. Right. And doing it consistently, you know. So um, hopefully the next time we do something like this, we'll get uh, a lot more people turning out and a lot more people completing it so that we can really choose. Because, you know, I guess we didn't really have anybody to choose from. Right. Because nobody started and finished, like, you know, at least documented that they started right. and finished. Uh, Just but, always make sure to follow the instructions yeah, yeah, when yeah, we put out a challenge. Yeah, because I was ready. We was going to pay up. We was going to pay <laughs> up. But anyway, moving forward... Off of sex and on to a listener submitted question. Now, this wife submitted a voicemail. So remember, you guys can still go to the uh, voicemail app, which is on our website. It's a little widget that's on the right-hand side of the bar that asks you to submit a voicemail. She did that via SpeakPipe, um, but she wanted us to read it instead of her like playing the actual voicemail. Right, so um, if you all ever have a question like that, you can request the same. Exactly. Instead of typing it and send it, you can just do a voicemail, 90 seconds, and send it. Boom, it's done. So so let's go ahead and read it, and then we're going to give you some juicy nuggets. Bet you want to read the question? Sure. All right. This listener wrote in, <laughs> How do you make sure that you put God before your spouse and not the other way around? I want to put God first and have a strong foundation. There was a time when I felt guilty for putting God first. How can my husband and I make sure that we are putting God first in our lives? And how do we make sure that we aren't putting each other before God? Hmm. That's an actually really good question. And it I is. wish I wish you wouldn't have submitted this anonymous. So whoever submitted this anonymous, um, email me and let me know because I want to give you this answer directly. I, like, I want to email this to you. Uh, and I also want to commend you because that's a really good question right. that most people probably won't think to ask. Exactly. Um, and so... 
I'll just start by because because we got some some nuggets and some notes that we want to give you. But I'll just start by saying this: first, before anybody else comments or says that this should never happen, this is probably the most common struggle for anybody, man, woman, humans in general. This is our most common struggle. Often we will put someone or something before God. If you look all throughout the Bible, this was like God's biggest competition was us putting ourselves or whatever we wanted, was it whether it was lust or money or greed or someone else before him. So don't think that this issue we are all absolved or exempt from this issue because it just happened in the Bible. No, this is a this is a common human issue. God is in constant competition with you, putting right. you before God. Um, and so this is the same case today. So before you start saying, oh, this shouldn't happen, just remember, we all struggle with putting things and other people before God. Mm-hmm. Okay? She just termed it in terms of putting her husband before God. But mm-hmm. it can be a job before God. It can be money. Mm-hmm. It can be sex. It can be porn. It can be alcohol. It can be drugs. Mm-hmm. Right? It can be, you know, shopping. Mm-hmm. Anything. It could be greed. It could be lying. Right? We got right. tons of issues. It could be anxiety. It could be fear. It could be depression. Mm-hmm. But we often put most of the things we go through life we put before God, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So just don't don't just don't don't put yourself on the pedestal pedestal and think that you're, you know, absolved from that because we all struggle with that issue. Um so but anyway, also the solution is deeper than just simply saying put God first by spending more time with him. Okay? That's not gonna necessarily solve the problem. Just because you spend more God, time with God doesn't mean that it's going to solve the problem. And here's the reason. Okay? Just give me some patience. Here's the reason. Most of the time, if we're honest, we're spending time with God for the wrong reasons. We go often like we'll go to church on Sundays so that the pastors see that we went on Sundays. and So that people... Check our name off. Check our name off. Right? We're giving tithes on Sundays so that we don't get guilty or feel guilty for not giving or having the money to give so that we don't we're not cursed or whatever. You know what I mean? So so we often do things for God for the wrong reasons. And so just know that so just simply saying pray and spend more time with God, we might set you up. So we're gonna give you some more tangible things to do. And our job is to expand your thinking, to get you thinking deeper, because we ain't gonna stay on the surface. Right. So okay, so and here's and, and so think of it this way. Okay? This is about to get deep. We all have certain deficits in our life. Okay? I, I call it holes in our soul. Not, not hope. Mm-mm. Baby, you just... Mm-mm. Why would you even Stop. think that I said Stop. that way? Mm-mm. I didn't say that. I said holes. H-O-L-E-S. Not holes. Yeah. H-O-E-S. Mm-hmm. That would be... You need so it. <laughs> anyway, we all have holes in our soul in certain areas. A quick example is for I'll use myself. I'll be transparent. I grew up looking for approval from other women because I needed validation, right? And the need came from me not me not feeling validated from my father because I didn't grow up with him. And so because I lacked that relationship, that deeper level of relationship with him, I didn't have the natural validation that would come if he was in my life. And as a result, I developed a void or a deficit in that area. And the only way for me to feel feel affirmed or manly was to get affirmed by women. So I did the traditional things that most dudes do, you know, lift weights, get muscles, you know, get a job, have money, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure I look good, smell good, because Mm -hmm. I wanted them to see, you know, to, to validate me. 
to see right. the value in me because it wasn't ingrained in me as a young boy from my father. Mm-hmm. And so I developed that void and that became the, uh, I guess, the, the determining factor of who I was and how I was, especially throughout my college life, you know, and, and I behaved a certain way to ease the discomfort of the deficit that I had in my life. Mm-hmm. Follow me. Okay, so as a result of that void, I became, I became, or I guess I behaved a certain way to ease the discomfort of the deficit that I had. Okay, and it is often, now take this note, write this down, okay? It is often our deficits that determine who we are and how we are. Okay, trust me, it is our deficits that drive us to do certain things. If you even ask the question, why do you eat? Most of the time we don't eat because we're hungry. We eat because of some other thing. We just don't know it because it's been something that we've been doing for years. Okay, so, I mean, it's just so many things. If you really look at it on a deeper level, most of those things are driven by our deficits. We work because there's a fear that we won't have enough to pay bills, X, Y, and Z, whatever the case may be. And so we go to work to jobs that we don't like, to work to get money, you know, get paid less than what we're worth. But we need that, that fear of not having it is driving us to do it. That fear is a uh, indicator that there's a deficit there, okay? If you can remember this, okay, remember this statement. You will be able to make sense of what is filling in the empty spaces of your soul if you start asking yourself certain questions about the deficits, okay? So if you can remember that there are your deficits determine who you are, then you can start asking certain questions about those deficits. Why are they there? Where did they come from? And once you get to that level, then you start revealing a lot more about who you really are and why you really are. Okay? That's so, good. And anything that is empty will get filled by something. Mm-hmm. Okay? So just remember that. Anything that is empty will get filled by something. So what we're going to do is give you some things to consider regarding how to fill those deficits the correct way. Okay? So we're going to give you some things to do to consider uh, to, to fill those deficits. Because it's deeper than just putting someone or putting someone before God. It's deeper. The issue is deeper. Right. So let's go deep for a second. We're going to give you, uh, what we got, four practical tips, five practical tips, yes. and then we'll be done. All right. So just take some notes. I'm going to just do number one, and then I'm going to let Mandy handle the rest of it, okay? So, because I like number one. Well, I like them all, but I'll do number one. Mm-hmm. Baby, you mind doing the rest? That's fine. All right, perfect. So number one is this. Understand what deficits you have and also learn what habits and behaviors you have developed as a result of those deficits. So remember my example. I had a certain deficit because I didn't get validation from my father. So I developed certain behaviors and habits. One of those were getting affirmation from women. So, you know, I was a very flirtatious guy and I made sure that I appeased women because they gave me validation. Right. So that's a habit. Mm-hmm. Most people think, that, oh, they're just, he's just charismatic and outgoing and extroverted. No, it was because it was a void that was driving me to be that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so just remember, you know, as humans, we are pleasure seeking, pain avoiding creatures. So you will almost subconsciously work to get rid of those deficits. Like your body naturally heals itself. So even when there's an emotional void there, it's going to naturally do certain things to get rid of that or at least get rid of the pain. Mm-hmm. You know, so so and remember, anything that is empty needs to be filled by God mm-hmm. because it's going to be filled one way or the other. So it needs to be filled by God. Yeah. So I want Mandy, my wifey, to give some tips on how to fill the deficits with the right person. 
Okay, so the very first one Preach. is... I'm sorry. <laughs> making sure you develop discipline. And what I mean by that is make sure you're setting an unshakable time of prayer, study, and meditation. Mm. Um, just like David was just saying, you have to make sure you're filled up with um, with God. And what okay, I mean right by that is making sure that you're studying your word, studying love, you know, um, making sure that you're taking time of meditation and prayer time, focusing on the things that... You know, God has given you as gifts and your purpose. Mm-hmm. So if you stay filled up with those positive things, then you won't be empty and need to find other fillers to, you know, make you whole and make you feel good and accepted. That's good. Um, then the next thing is understanding what practicing the presence, the presence of God looks Ooh, like. Now this gets deep. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get this is really going to get deep because, you know, some a lot of people probably don't look at it like this, mm-hmm. but. Remember that time spent with your husband and your family is putting God first. Yeah. Okay. So hear me when I say this. Mm. So, you know, you have to understand that your marriage is a ministry and it's a ministry to God. It's considered a worship to God. And so, again, people don't like to say that because because people think that, okay, if we tell people (laughs) that they're going to stop coming to church, stop you know, paying a tithe, stop, you know, give an yeah. offering. And they're just, you know, they're just going to do their own thing. Because traditionally we've been taught that praise and worship is what we do. Three fast songs, three slow songs in church. Right, right. And we got our hands raised singing. Right. With the choir, mm-hmm. you know, or the praise team. Mm-hmm. That's what we traditionally learned was worship. Right. So hearing that worship, God doesn't see you spending your time with your husband any different than he sees you at church worshiping. He doesn't see any of that different. And so... So just know that it's the same thing. It's it, God sees it as the same exact thing. That is right. Yeah, and so so I just want to let you know that that's a deep. And now there's a great book called The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence, and it's a um, book that is a really thin book. You can read it in literally like an hour. Uh, but that's a great tool, a great resource that we would recommend for you if you really want to get information about that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, and Mandy's having some technical difficulties. So I'm going to, hey, we, we honest back here. You want to, you want to look at my, here, get on my tablet. Here you go, baby. You're going to okay. hear her shift tablets in a minute. There you go. She got my tablet and I'm going to grab hers. Uh, so you may hear some noise. Go and put it on the stand, baby. Go and put it up there. They know they with us. They, okay. they, they following right. us. All this right. is our journey with the family. <laughs> All right, go on, baby. All right. And then the next tip, here we go. All right, so then the next tip is practicing interdependence instead of dependence on our spouse. Mm. Um, this was something that I had to, you know, learn the hard way because uh, early on in our marriage, I depended solely on David for just about everything, being accepted, being loved, all of those different things. And so you have to remember not to lose yourself in your spouse Ooh. because your spouse will make mistakes, but God won't. So y- your dependence should be on God. But you should have or establish interdependence with your spouse. So that means that you both are depending on each other for certain things, but you're not putting all of your hope and dependence in them, expecting them never to fail. And that's how you can get tripped up. Um, And then also you have to look, again, to God for that identity, for that affirmation, for that acceptance. And when you start to depend solely on your spouse for those things, again, they are going to fail you sometimes. Okay, so your spouse should never have the authority or the power to destroy your soul. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. so definitely keep you, that in you're mind. You're spitting right there. Hey. It's deep. 
All right. And then lastly, discuss uh, your spiritual walk with your spouse and develop time for you to, to I'm sorry, and develop time for mm-hmm. you to, yeah, I... to uh, <laughs> commune with God together. Okay. So establishing who God is in your home and surrendering to him in prayer and worship together will give you both a proper perspective that God is the ultimate head of your house. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the yeah. ultimate head of your family. Yeah. So this will also give you both a clearer understanding and grace for the other person to have personal and private time with God mm-hmm. without the other one feeling neglected yeah. or feeling like, you know, you still in a way with God is, you know, somehow, um, taking time away from them because yeah. you both have a healthy understanding of who God is in your life. And it sounds like based off of the question and we didn't play it all cause you guys obviously didn't hear anything, but it sounds like she also goes to church sometimes without the husband. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that can become over the course of time, something that drives a wedge mm-hmm. in the relationship. So you want to have corporate time together. Mm-hmm. So two of you guys are going and learning together. Right. So that no one feels in competition with anyone or anything else. Exactly. So, but, man, this is some good stuff. And let's see, I know that the show went a little longer than expected. I think it's over 20 minutes right now. So, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. What you think, baby? Yeah, I think so. I mean, hey, I think that we gave those tips. Yeah. And we hope that it, that, that it helps uh, yeah. the young lady who uh, called in. Yeah, um, email us or send another voicemail. We won't let nobody know who it is, but just send it. And we want to know how it goes. We gave you five tips that you can put into place, into practice right now. And we want to know how it goes. Definitely. And anybody else who also has struggled with this, you know, comment. Respond back to us. Let us know how things go with this. Because, right. you know, we know that this is... Uh, issue. I mean, when we did our surveys, we found that, you know, spirituality was an issue for mm-hmm. a lot of couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but any, in any case, we appreciate you guys' time, attention, yes, and support, and love, and words of encouragement, you know, and looking at our videos, and <laughs> also leaving more ratings and reviews. We appreciate that. We still have a desire to get up back. Let's just get into the top 10 again. <laughs> Let's start there, <laughs> and then we work our way up. So, please, if you're listening, Take two minutes out of your time to leave an honest rating and an honest review in iTunes so that we could get more exposure to other couples. Okay? That's right. That's our way of helping other couples. Thank you in advance. Thank you in advance. We appreciate your time. We love you guys, and we are out. Deuces. Deuces.